Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, TV shows, music, and more. I am Tori. And I'm Nia. And you've been hearing our voices a lot. It's not because the other girls are gone. It's because we're busy. (laughs) It's vacay season, um, so we're all on a bunch of different schedules, but you'll hear um, an episode from us with all four of us on it soon. And if you miss us that much, go watch our old episodes. Like they're there for you to love and enjoy um yeah this is gonna be a quick little rant chronicles another edition this was gonna actually be a review but then i just couldn't finish the show (laughs) (laughs) so it's gonna go in the rant category perfect yeah so it's gonna this is gonna be me ranting about my roommate is gumio and ranting about fantasy in korean dramas in general and why i'm over it so my roommate is a gumio is actually i think this is a chinese Korean production. It's actually on TV in an ITIYE. I think, I, anyway, it's on one of those sites. <laughs> I know what you're it's, talking about. Yeah, it's ITIYE, I think it is. But it's um, 16 episodes of TV in. It's giving one hour and 10 minutes an episode. Um, it stars Dan Ki Young as the Gumio and Lee Hedi and Kang Hana and Kim Do Won, which I think this is the first show I've seen him in. It's also on Vicky. Um, Shin Woo Yo is a handsome and smart writer who is actually a 999 year old nine tailed fox because being a thousand year old would be too much. Um, to become a human, he collects human energy in a bead. One day, the drunk friend of Lee Dom, a university student, falls asleep on top of an expensive car whose owner is Wuyo. While Lee Dom struggles to take her friend away and Wuyo trying to help her, Wuyo's bead accidentally falls out of his mouth and into Lee Dom's unintentionally swallows it. The bead can't exist inside of a human for no more than a year, and afterward, the bead will break inside of the person, causing the person to die. Not wanting to lose his chance of becoming human, Wuyo explains to Lee Dom their predicaments and suggests living together until they figure out a solution. Lee Dom, who has never had a boyfriend in her life, now lives with Shin Wuyo. Um, when you hear that synopsis, what do you think this drama <laughs> is going to be um, about? Just, it sounds very, like... I don't even know how to describe it. Just like very predictable. Like they're going to hit every Mm -hmm. cliche mark possible, Mm -hmm. not deviating once from any kind of cliche. Like, like it feels very predictable. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, and you know what? For something so predictable, I binge watched 10 episodes of it. So tell me, where did we go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) See, these are the type of shows that I like because it's cohabitation. We like cohabitation. I love that cohabitation. I love when two strangers are forced to live together and they end up falling in love. It gives most of the time. And this drama was giving in the beginning. Like, for a fantasy show, it didn't feel as grand as most fantasy shows try to make it out to be. Like, ooh, we're fantasy. Ooh, look at all our magic. Look, Ooh, look at all the things that this this non-human person can do, right? And it's, like, a little over the top and very, like, cliche. This drama is full of cliches. Um, but there was a quietness about it that I really, really liked. Um, instead of this, like, almost immortal figure being, like, very dramatic about being immortal and being sad, he was, like, kind of coming to quiet realizations about his immortality and what it means to, like, be human. And I really liked that part of the show. Like, instead of him being, like, oh, this is what human is, it's love. It's, like... He's felt love before and it ended badly for him. That's not something he's feeling for the first time. 
thank God, because a lot of fantasy shows be like, he's 999 years old, he's but this is never, his first time falling like, in love. He's <laughs> like, never even talked to another human being, yet alone falling in love. It's like, mm, right. Right. Sure. Sure. But there's like, there's a, um, I'm, John Kyung is an up and down for me with a lot of the roles he does. I, unfortunately, he plays the heartthrob in w, Search WW. And baby, when I tell you, that role was not good for him <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, period. It was not good for him. And I feel like um, his acting is sort of peculiar, peculiar. Peculiar? I don't know why I can't say that word. It's very interesting. It feels... Because when he was in Search WW, the thing I didn't like was his lines felt like lines out of a Romeo and Juliet play in the middle of a women-centric modern drama. I actually need to do a Search WW right now that I think about it because <laughs> I wrote so many papers on why that drama is awful. Um, yes, that's a controversial statement. I know that. Um, <laughs> Trigger controversy. <laughs> <laughs> but like him playing this like 999-year-old character who kind of talks in like hyperboles and like you know very like high old korean it fit it worked i did mm-hmm. he wasn't unbelievable as somebody who'd been around for 999 years and i like that about the story there that it wasn't so it, it, like even though he was a gumio and he was definitely portraying some of the very um typical things you find in a male lead he was cold he's kind of like they instead of having his coldness being like an innate thing for his personality, it's more like because he does have interaction with people. Like he's giving off more introvert than asshole. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, it does. Like he's not yeah. mean. He's just like it's his personality. He's an introvert. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right, which we don't get from male leads. They're usually jackasses. <laughs> oh, just terrible, like trash. <laughs> usually, like terrible human beings, and so watching Gumio and just being like okay this is cool also I love the fact that the female lead is not a high schooler she was in college and that was perfect because for we know for damn sure they like to make all these fantasy shows and be like he's 900 years old but he's gonna fall in love with somebody who just turned 18 who's like or someone who's like clearly a child like 16 17 like it's giving predatory (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. giving normalizing very dangerous behavior and so the fact that she was in college and like didn't have her first love was very believable and so i also um i i don't dislike hedia as an actress this is lee harry from girls day Mm. and um but she's being typecasted as a type of actresses who does very over-top reactions to things like when they want her to emote um like her inner thoughts or her character's like funniness not funniness but her character's like awkwardness it's like it definitely hits the level of camp and that felt very weird to me in the show and i wonder if they were trying to juxtaposition hetty being a um human against um jang kyung being a gumio and so they were like i guess it felt more over the top but to me i feel like the direction of the staging for it was like they were doing like almost gag concert level like supposed to be moments of comedy Mm. and that kind of throws off the pacing of the show a lot but you still watch it right Mm -hmm. now i don't think i have this tag um muted on twitter 
But somebody decided that they were going to tweet and they were just like a tweet that got around was just like, I wish we would stop making fantasy dramas where the male lead just disappears in the thin air. Like they like we want more women to do this. So because we want to see more male leads crying over their women. And I was just like, was this a spoiler? (laughs) Was that a spoiler? And so so I went and looked at the last episode and lo and behold, they just went into the entire trope of where um he dies basically or oh, like wow. yeah he dies and but of uh, spoiler alert oh i didn't put no spoiler alert so that's spoiler alert. spoilers they know now spoilers <laughs> <laughs> but um he basically dies but comes back to life because feeling um i guess death in the most human form and like wanting yearning for somebody who's supposed to be a part of him becoming human or whatever but i was just like oh, now I don't want to finish these last, like, five episodes I have. Because yeah. I was like, I don't know what I... I probably... I went into this drama with no expectations, right? And one of my mutuals called out everybody on our timeline, and she was just like, why is... She's like, I was confused as why everybody's watching this show, but then she's like, oh, it's about a lot of touch deprivation. So I was like, damn, sis, you didn't have to, <laughs> didn't have to <laughs> call all of us out like that. But, like... <laughs> And it's, there's a quietness about the drama that is really addicting to watch. But I feel like it loses steam. Like, this drama could have been 12 episodes and I think it would have been banger. So how I is don't it 16? Understand what it's 16. It's 16, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, because once you started binge watching it and you're like, ooh, what's going to happen next? Or how are we going to do this? You just kind of like to see the two characters kind of get to know each other or um, and get to like kind of figure out their emotions for each other which is really nice to see but there's just something about it that it drags mm. um i felt like they of course they broke up what episode eight and got back together by 10 <laughs> like he erased her memory because he oh, actually because no. like the, the 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 premise of the story is that she has the bead inside of her right this bead mm-hmm. that he's been cultivating so he could become human and the when he starts living when they start living together it's the things that he doesn't know how to take it out right the truth is he knows how to take it out because he's done this before like in Josen times where he fell in love with somebody and she had the beat inside of him she had the beat inside of her but she ended up dying right mm-hmm. and so he knows how to take it out so eventually he comes to the conclusion he can't be a you know a roadblock in the female lead's life so he decides to take out the bead and erase her memories but it doesn't work like her memories don't become erased and i didn't watch the show long enough to figure out why that was i think there's probably some explanation for it mm. i but feel like that's you... the same trope I, sorry to interrupt but this uh-huh. that trope of erasing someone's memories happens a lot in fantasy dramas like why i don't get why they do that like you're just creating a last minute like not Deus yeah it's like Martina, a but like you know trying to redo the time or something you know it's like you wanted drama so we're gonna erase their memory yeah yeah yeah. we have to watch them fall back in love but it didn't work for her and then he realizes it didn't work for her and so they kind of start dating or whatever but he's been told by the the mountain god which he's been given permission to become human it's just like you have if you don't become human by your thousandth year you're gonna turn into an evil spirit basically Mm. And so there's this whole, I don't, I didn't finish the rest of the show. Um, and that's 
people can criticize me for that even even if i'm doing a rant on it but i feel like this goes more into the fantasy drama like i being a drama watcher fan for so long there's i i feel like it's almost detrimental for fans to expect innovation but as an art space innovation has to be made for the art to continue right like Mm -hmm. we're like oh we wish this would happen we wish that would happen and we can wish and wish and wish and sometimes those that wishing or that hoping is like very like harmful because you go in with such high expectations for shows and they fail to meet your caliber of what you're expecting but i feel like as as i think as a responsible fandom for most people or like criticizers of art because if you're a fan of something you're usually a criticizer of that art it's like we have to be like we have to be critical of it right we mm-hmm. have to we have to have our expectations up to a certain degree so people can see that oh your your project didn't meet what i was looking for maybe we should try something different next time right yeah and I so agree. unfortunately the fantasy drama in south korea south korean productions falls flat on two accords for me the relationships are never that the relationships are always a a lateral like it's a linear it's like nothing new (laughs) nothing we haven't seen before and it's so crazy because even if you do fantasy shows where the woman is um the woman is a the mystical being yeah Mm -hmm. the mystical being Mm -hmm. or stuff like that it's still the same thing they just, just dress gender. her up. <laughs> it's just they just drop. dress her up. Like yeah. even the witch's diner, which I'm really looking forward to. Song Ji-hyo's character is looks great, but she's like she's giving standard um, misogynistic view of what a powerful woman or a scary woman mm-hmm. should look like. She's dressed head to toe in designer. She's always put together, and like her character um, is going to you know be all powerful and things like that but like (laughs) that's it like there's very little depth when i think of fantasy dramas made specifically in south korea where the female lead is the um the eternal like the ethereal being because even in this one kang hana's character she's like fashion icon from head to toe and I'm just like, yeah. why is that the default for like wow. fantasy female characters? Yeah, I just something popped in my head. Hotel Del Luna did the same thing. They had Ivy dressed thing. in every scene. Like she had new outfit and every. I know. I mean, it's cool to watch the new outfits, but it's like, yeah, the put togetherness is something I never noticed until you just mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, even in Pop Up Mystic Pop Up Bar, which I watched one or two episodes of, but I dropped because it really wasn't that interesting to me. Um, because it was giving a story I felt like I've seen before. Um, Hwang Zung Un's character is in these gorgeous hanboks the entire time. And like yeah. their characters all kind of hit the same level of um, rudeness. They cuss at people. They, you know, they're cold hearted kind of, but warm on the inside when you really get to know them, like type of um, characterizations. And so on the opposite of that, most most korean historical not historicals (laughs) most korean fantasies the man is the you know ethereal being or whatever and it's just when i tell you it's you're giving me the same story you can't tell me the story is not similar to goblin or similar Mm. to the legend of the blue sea or similar to the bride of haybeck like it's like 
no one's willing to think outside the box. It's always like, here's a man who's either been punished for forever or he's this ethereal being. And then here's this woman who based this, it also, this is, I want to make it connections, Jesus. Um, but it's this woman who's going to be his catalyst, right? And it also kind of plays onto the power of the pussy, what I like to call um, <laughs> trope, where it's like when you watch like shows where the male lead has been traumatized entire life, and then he meets a woman and somehow loving her, the power of her pussy cures him. Not like, you know, actual going to a doctor or getting Oof, treatment going or anything like that. No, yeah, that. it's all on the woman to cure him somehow. Yeah. And I'm just like... And so it's giving off that kind of adjacent vibes and it's unfortunate. Like I'm, I want something new and I don't know what it's going to take for something to happen. I think you may see it not now, not anytime soon. I think the, like there's gotta be something like, you know how OCN sort of turned crime dramas on their head. Like they turned of, they made crime dramas and same for TV and like strictly about the crimes and very mm-hmm. serious, very dark. I feel like there mm-hmm. has to maybe it's not, it might not even come from a studio that we know of right now. Like it mm-hmm. may be another third party group or company that'll be like, we have ideas, <laughs> but I don't know <laughs> if it'll come from the establishment at all. Right. The establishment. <laughs> the Korean drama. Cause I mean like low key, like that's just what I think of the big networks plus somewhat TVN when they do mm-hmm. like fantasy stuff and then OCN doesn't do any fantasy I don't think but like I mean OCN I mean, does I, some stuff but they're more like on supernatural things than fantasy to me yeah oh I, I don't really remember a lot of their fantasy but I know they've done a few things but weren't they always crime related like I don't think they've always been crime related I think over the past few years they switched off into crime because nobody else was going to do blood and gore like they do. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I I think that's a good point about when you might see something innovative. I don't think it'll mm-hmm. come from people we know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think it'll come from some fresh faces, maybe people who were younger writers, younger mm-hmm. directors. And I don't. I think it'll be a risk to maybe even in the web drama arena because they have more freedom, if, if even if they don't have the budgets, like... Yeah. It yeah, so that's just that could be an option. I need my drama list to be more specific because some of these are supernatural and I don't think they're fantasy. Oh, um, see, honestly, I wish <laughs> supernatural was like I wish there was a whole category for like what people mean by supernatural because some because mm-hmm. when I think supernatural, I think ghost like Right. Ghouls. That's the same thing I do. Right. I think then, ghost and ghouls fantasy to me is like magic. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy and fantasy and- element does have like supernatural, like ghosts, spirits sometimes, but like something like sh- a whole drama around like shamanism and ghosts and like exercising spirits to me is supernatural. That's not fantasy. That's- oh, yeah, that's not. No, I wish. Like, I feel like we, I just think it needs to be demand there. I feel like also a lot of people want to see these things, but it's almost like fantasy dramas are like stagnant. Like, they're doing mm. the the same thing they did five years ago with minor changes maybe a gender swap that's like it you know yeah yeah see my also i don't mm. of course i have like ideas like as a writer i definitely have ideas about shows i want to do and things like that i want somebody in korea though to like 
truly give us like i don't know what has to change like do we have to i think it's the relationship dynamics that are never explored enough mm-hmm. like it's always a love triangle or it's always like their destiny or fate or things like that and it's never like it's never dynamic enough to be a 16 episode show worth watching if yeah. that makes sense no it does um i think maybe one way the fantasy genre could work is if they remove romance completely like do mm. like have you seen law school no korean drama mm-hmm. the one that came no out i haven't year. started it yet no oh okay it's so all my one... like plan to watch <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah it's it ended a couple weeks ago i think and i didn't mm-hmm. finish it at all but like i've watched the first few episodes and it's like there's no mainline romance between the main characters they're all just you know college students and the mm-hmm. plot's still interesting so it's like i feel like Korean dramas can do a full ensemble cast drama without having to tie in love triangles and still make right. it work. But it's just whether or not they'll do it or not, you know? Yeah. And I feel like there's so much rich lore that comes with like Korean folktales. And I don't think, I don't think anybody's really like truly exploring it enough. Right. Like the only Gumiyo show that I, that's came out that I fully watched is Goo Family Book. And maybe I have nostalgia goggles on when I talk about that show because I definitely think it was flawed. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah definitely. There's problems in the show, but I watched the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Even if I did, I do remember getting frustrated towards the end. Yeah. But hmm, I don't know. What mm. what do you, what would your perfect Korean fantasy drama look like? Hmm, that's a good question. Honestly, I want it to be like an epic. I feel like they mm. tried with Arthdal Chronicles. Arthdal was it was an attempt. We appreciate <laughs> I genuinely appreciate the attempt. Mm-hmm. Um because they they tried their best, but I really want someone to like and those kind of things are expensive, so I get why they wouldn't do that again. But mm-hmm. I would love for someone to not center fantasy in modern soul times. Like someone from a thousand years ago is coming to modern times today or someone Mm -hmm. like, I don't really need to see it. Cause that's kind of like, um, not time travel, but it's like bringing someone from the past into the future. I don't really need to see that trope again. I would love to see something in a fictional world where you don't know what era it is, or if it's an era, it's more like based on folktale narratives like i would love to Mm -hmm. see it where it's not a connection to modern times what about Mm -hmm. you i mean i have ideas in my head like i like the story of the fairy and the woodcutter and i've thought of doing that as like an epihistorical i think one of my problems is that um whenever we do have female leads as the you know immortal being i don't ever feel like they're powerful enough <laughs> like they're, Ooh, not, they're usually not <laughs> they're, they're usually, usually not, not as powerful as their male counterparts in the same genre my perfect fantasy i think korean show would probably if we were going to do a modern fantasy i wouldn't want like secret society shit <laughs> like the mm. government knows it exists but nobody else exists nobody knows it exists and like almost doomsday i don't mind doomsday shows if you're like a fantasy like the portal to hell is gonna open i don't I haven't seen a fantasy show about that in korea mm. like what does that entail but i wouldn't want the catalyst to be a human it's like we have to find this human person and kill them like i don't <laughs> think that's that's a good show i think fantasy and detective shows work very well together like there's something 
also have you watched oh yeah well i'm getting oh my god my brain is moving too many times too fast okay <laughs> one thing at a time tori my perfect fantasy show would include a female immortal and i think she should be the most powerful badass that nobody can touch like a god <laughs> yeah and i in a modern show i would want it to be something um something a little reckless maybe cohabitation is always great contract marriages is always great um for something in like an undenounced period of time like an old fantasy show i would want them to lean so hard into the korean history and aesthetic of it all that is just so beautiful you know what i'm saying like i don't feel like i haven't watched a korean historical in a while i was like damn this show is so pretty right chinese historicals (laughs) are very good at that but i'm like I don't know how much money y'all spent. I feel like that. Yeah. I, but I do feel like the Chinese dramas, their budgets are like astronomical. And I'm not they saying really the K dramas are. aren't. I just think that. Yeah. K dramas in comparison are smaller. Yeah. yeah. But like, I would want to see something like so out of this world gorgeous. Yeah. And I, and I don't think I would, I would either want to see like immortals interacting with immortals and not immortals interacting with humans you know what i'm saying they always do that in god stories and they're just like oh look (laughs) oh look (laughs) she's a human and he's going to marry her and now there's a scandal about i don't want to see that because china knows that they will run that shit to the ground (laughs) (laughs) they will run that concept into the ground but something like just very epic and pretty and that really brings like the korean aesthetic it's so like when you walk through the palaces in korea it's such a very like otherworldly feeling and i feel like that could be completely 110 percent brought to life in a very well budgeted historical yeah i would want enemies to lovers if we're really going there (laughs) my perfect one would be enemies to lovers they've been on the opposite sides of history for forever romeo and juliet that shit without them actually dying it has to be enemies to lovers to power couple that's that's the only track i'm taking (laughs) but did you watch sell your haunted house no i watched the isn't that the one with jang nada yes it's so good is it okay i tried to watch the hat the first half of the first episode and i was like i don't know why this isn't clicking for me and so i i dropped it but i i mean i could go back and check it out like um yeah it's very upsetting that this is tagged as a fantasy show (laughs) yeah very much supernatural um yeah but yeah that's that's probably one of the only i was had no expectations for the show i'm a seeing blue fan and young wild plays the lead in this and i'm like i have no expectations for this I'm like, they're giving him a script. And Jang Nara usually doesn't lead you astray. But some of her scripts, I'd be like, sis, too much is happening. <laughs> too much is going on. But um, this is probably a pleasant show. For, it was a very pleasant show for me. Like, I really did love it. It was, um, mm-hmm. it was again, one of those kind of quiet, like, um, but very specific shows. The lure is so clear cut and clean, Nia. I, is it yeah you know how the world works you know there's no questions about how the world works it works that way and we're just trying to you know figure out what's going on in it it's probably one of my favorite things that's come out this year so far oh nice right right but yeah i'm my roommate is a gumio i feel like it had potential yeah um i really do feel like it had potential but it's just i think it's just too long i think it was just too long <laughs> i don't want to ever see a show like this again 
because it's the same old narrative. I appreciate the constructive, the chemistry between the cast. I appreciate. I appreciate how constructive the um, kind of dialogue and the script in this because it didn't make everything feel so over the top. Because there's like, you know, like non-human species involved and things like that, but. I don't know. Something's got to give the fantasy world. And I just, I maybe I don't have the answer for it. Do y'all have the answer for it? Let us know what your answer is. Cause like, it's based off a of manhwa too. Maybe that's what we need to stop doing. Can everybody just stop? Can we just get original script <laughs> ideas? Like, why is everything based off a of webtoon, based off a of manhwa, based off a of book? It's like, I feel like production houses are, are are unwilling to take a chance on original content. Oh, yeah, because they know there's no um, pre-installed fan base for it. Right. Oh, it's so unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. I would love to All see right. a, um, like, before we wrap, like, just this just mm-hmm. popped in my head. I would love for, like, a horror fantasy, like mm. a scary fantasy. That would kind of slap, but because I feel like Korean horror is good when they do it, <laughs> but it's usually film. Right. Um, but I, right, right. yeah but i mean i feel like the genre can't expand it's just about who's going to be the one to do it you know yeah i don't that's the crazy thing because fantasy shouldn't have these much limits on it mm. like it, it's so like out of this world type of genre and yet we get the same relationship dynamic every production yeah like, if I can predict your show, that's not good. I knew this man was going to... I should have known this man was going to get hit by a car and, like, turn into thin dust and then come back. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was the point of him dying? To make your characters hurt more? Like, what was the... What is the point of that? To have him die 30 minutes into the last episode to bring him back? And you still got to wrap up stories from all your other characters that weren't even wrapped up well. I did go look at the last episode. And I was just like this is underwhelming (laughs) Mm -hmm. for a lot of people the journey to the ending is better than the than the ending itself to me i have to feel like my time was well spent so if your ending sucks (laughs) then i will be angry (laughs) and you get like many of points deducted from me but um i mean if you don't have anything to watch go watch my roommate is gumio i don't think it 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 just it just loses steam. It's like a six out of ten. It's not that great, but it's not awful. And the mm-hmm. cast was really nice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, thank you guys for listening to this mini episode of the Rent Chronicles. This is kinda long for a rant, but it's short enough for a mini. Um, but if you haven't noticed, we will now be on a two-episode upload schedule. Look at that. Look at us doing things, making moves. Um, but yeah, so we'll have a midweek episode upload, which we shoot for for Wednesdays and a weekend episode that'll be like over an hour long. We hope you guys enjoy. Make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also listen to us on Stitcher now. Um uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts as well. We really do appreciate it. Until next time, I'm Tori. And I'm Nia. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.